would you just lift your hands and your hearts and ask the Lord to speak to yours. Tonight, God, I pray as our bishop comes that you would prepare the hearts of this people. God, I pray that you would allow our hearts to be receptive. God, let there be a sensitivity to the Spirit. God, I pray that as the voice of the Spirit speaks through Him, tonight, God, let it minister in such a special and significant way that we will know that we have heard from You and we will be touched by Your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. A man of great faith, and it takes great faith to do what he's doing tonight. I appreciate the way in which he's ministered to everyone that comes in contact with him during this difficult time, and it's going to be a blessing to you tonight. Would you receive our bishop? God bless you. Thank you, Pastor. And thank you, congregation, for coming to this service tonight. Uh, when you leave home and head to a Wednesday night service, sometimes you know uh, some of the things that are going to happen, and other times you just are coming on faith is what it amounts to. And thank you for your faith in this ministry to be here tonight to receive the Word of God. It has been said already, but may I join Pastor Sharon in saying I'm glad to have uh, certain members of my family with me tonight. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not happy that others of them are here. It means that they're not all here. Brother Eric and Sister Michelle and Jacob and Spencer are not with us, and I wish they could be. I wish they were. But we can't mourn the missing. That might be something you need to write down. You might need to remember that. You can't mourn the missing. You've got to rejoice over those that rejoice. That's what the Bible said. Rejoice with those that rejoice. Weep with those that weep. And hey, if you're just going to uh, be a whiner, you can't be a shiner. And I'd a whole lot rather be a shiner as just a whiner. Hadn't you? Praise God. Now, you're on thin ice, but I'm skating in front of you. I mean by that, that the thin ice is, I don't know how long I can go tonight. You may leave out of here absolutely loving me because about 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and I'm finished, and you're out and on your way rejoicing. Oh, hallelujah, we got a short night tonight. Now, my dad used to say, stand up to be seen, speak up to be appreciated, but sit down. Or speak up to be heard, but sit down if you want to be appreciated. So I guess that's the way it is. I'd have trouble doing the standing up tonight, but I hope by the time we leave here, it'll be appreciated and you'll know that my heart is in ministering this evening. Let's see. I came to this church. Is the historian? Oh, yeah, there he is, brother, brother Cook. The first Sunday I was here was in November, wasn't it, or was it December of 1980? It was December. Thank you. I 
that was a question and not a cold, hard statement. Uh, in December of 1980, I came here to this church. From that moment till now, I have believed this was the place for me. I've never believed at any point in my life I was supposed to put down roots anywhere else. And I sit here tonight in uh, this service stating with no embarrassment that these have been great years. They've been positive years. I've been blessed. God's taken care of this church when we thought the enemy was going to take care of this church. You know what I'm saying? And there's been times we've been on the mountaintop and victory's been all around us. And we couldn't miss the target. Every time we squeezed the trigger, it seemed like the bullseye was struck. And there's been other times I've walked out that back door over yonder. I'll admit, there's been a couple times I've walked out and said, I can't do this, Lord. If the devil wants it, he can have it. So it wasn't because of one person or another. It was just the frustration of the Word of God. Did you know you can let the zeal of the house of the Lord eat you up if you aren't careful? And you have to be mindful of that if you're ever going to be able to fulfill the will and the plan of God in your life. Tonight I'm not hesitant to tell you that I'm here with a word in my mouth for you, with a blessing in my heart for you, and a desire to do nothing but let you leave here more exuberant than you arrived. So if you will turn with me to the book of St. John chapter 13. St. John chapter 13. Verse 34, beginning, if you'll read it with me. A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, would everyone please say, by this. By this, boy, we could say that for about 10 or 15 times and the cold bumps, cold chill bumps would just get bigger. By this shall all men know ye are my disciples. If you have love... One to another. It didn't say one for another. It said one to another. Simon said unto him, Lord, whether goest thou? And Jesus answered, said unto him, Whether I go, thou knowest. Whether thou go, whether I go, thou canst not follow me now. But thou shalt follow me afterwards. 
Oh, man, think about that afterwards, what he's talking about. Whether I go, you shall follow me afterwards. Peter said unto him, Lord, why can I not follow thee now? I will lay down my life for thy sake. Jesus answered him, Wilt thou lay down thy life for my sake? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, the cock shall not cry. I don't want to read the rest of that one if it's all right with you, because it's a bad note. You can sit down praising the Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus, for your word. We thank you for this body of believers. Thank God for one another right now, for yourself being here, for the health you have. Thank you for it, Lord. We're here with a vision and a burden for your work. Hallelujah. How many of you recognized where I was reading from? I don't mean John. I announced that for you to find it. I mean, what section of Jesus' life was I reading from? It's just about finished, folks. It's just pretty well over. And he's reading from the prefix to the crucifix. He's getting ready to lay his life down. And if I had started earlier in that passage... It would have said, the way you do not know and the way you can't come. And I go, but you can't. And I know I read the part that spoke to Simon, but it, some of the others were asking, well, where are you going? Can we go? We'll lay down our lives with you. We'll take up swords and fight for you. Isn't it amazing that humanities are so varying, so swiftly degenerative when it comes to they would die for you one day and they don't know you the next day. Or maybe the reverse is true. They don't even know you today and tomorrow. That's been my friend for 40 years. <laughs> Amen. I'm experiencing a lot of that right now. From phone number to phone number. Oh, man. Sister Sharon, God bless her lovely sweetheart. They'll call the house and say, I've been his friend for 40 years. Can I come and see him? And she'll come in there and say to me, Do you know such and such? Oh, yes, I do. Well, they're wanting to come see you. They said they knew you for 40 years. I said, yes. The last time they came and see me, they was wanting to borrow money. <laughs> this time they're coming, they'll want to borrow money. Yes, sir. That's just humanities, folks. We can't, we can't estrange ourselves from everybody that we disagree with. If you start cutting yourself off from everybody that you're disagreeable to, and everyone that you're unanswerable to, it'll reach a point that you got nobody to drink uh, uh, coffee. 
Nobody to drink coffee with because every one of them will have written themselves on and off and on and off of your friend's page. But I'm glad that I'm in the house of the Lord tonight with a sure rock that I have a friend that will never leave you. I have one that's closer than a brother. He'll never let you down. Though the storms may rise, though the winds may blow, though people may turn their back, or maybe it's just their face when they see you, He's there. He said, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Aren't you happy that you got a friend like that? We ought to stop right here and praise the Lord for one that never gives up on us even when we give up on Him. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Were I to drop back just a few pages, just a few verses, now understand... The, the numbers were put in there by King James. And they were specifically for King James to know where he finished on a given day and where he had to pick up in his notes on the next uh, abridgment when he was going through and, and interpreting this. He wanted to get it so accurate that nobody could know what he was giving them. And they couldn't dispute it that because he went from day to day to day to day. And they had thousands of writers that were the, the, the best in their known day. They even had Shakespeare, believe it or not, interpreting the Bible in his time. And you can look it up, you can Google to get the actual parchments that he worked on, I don't have all of that memorized. Who do you think I am anyway? <laughs> Brother Eric would just keep a solemn face and go right on. But, no, I'm not uh, going to try to tell you I know who interpreted which part. But they had thousands of interpreters. And they was just going through that for who tied it. And uh, so... If I'd have skipped back a few numbers, they was at communion service. Everybody likes to get their feet washed. Did I put an R in that? There's no R in foot washing. Amen. There is an R in George Washington. But there's no R in foot washing. So, uh... Anyway, back to topic. They, uh, if you skip back just a little, they're getting their feet washed because they've already had some pretty high cotton to chop. And he's told them, if you don't love me as I have loved you, and if you don't lay down your life for a brother, as I will lay down my life for the world, then you do not deserve and you cannot be called my disciples. Now that's, that's deep preaching. That's hard doctrine right there. 
Man, you got one of them on one side that says, you'll never wash my feet. One on the other side says, can I have the seat closest to the bread bowl? And you got one just sitting there doubting everything that's happening. And so, as it is, as it is, he says, if you want to come unto me, if you want to be with me, if you have deserved serving me, you've got to come the Bible way, the way of the, the, way of the Scripture. But he said, mind you, never forget, never forget, if you will love one another as I have loved you, so ye fulfill the laws of God. The laws of God are wrapped up in how we have love one to another. It didn't say one for another. You can have love for somebody by taking a bowl of baked beans or a, a cooked vessel of green beans or something else that you know they like and dropping it off at their house in a time of bereavement. Or in my case, it's it's uh, banana pudding. I like it hot, cooked the old-fashioned way. I like it cold, cooked that way. I like it brought in either way. I just don't like a hot banana pudding once it goes cold. But guess what? Neither does Jesus. I would that you were either hot or cold. For the lukewarm shall I spew out of my mouth. If there's one thing Jesus cannot stand, He cannot stand the condition of lukewarmness in the fellowship of the believers. Folks, I want to tell you, we got to stay on fire. we got to stay hot or we got to be cold. And remember, I sat right in that chair right there. After coming into a, a Wednesday evening service similar to this one, he was unscheduled. It was not planned for him to be there. He came and checked himself into the motel and said to me, Son, I'm preaching for a few days. I don't know how long I'm going to be here, but God told me to come over here, and I'm preaching for you until the Lord tells me, to go, Brother Jimmy Russell. And he said, you're hot, you're, you're, you're hot to, uh, you're cold to mold, and you're hot to hold. And he said, if you, if you want to take steel, or if you want to take, uh, iron, or if you want to take brass, or if you want to take gold or silver, all you have to do is get the temperature up where you break it down. Well, I've seen some folk that got hot enough. I didn't want to break them down no more because they was getting ready to explode. And that's a good point. You have to learn the breaking point. But then once it reaches that point, oh my, when the impurities come to the top, did you know? Sometimes you go through hard trials, fierce trials, 
And all it is is God getting you to your tipping point. Saints, there are many, many things we blame the devil for that was the blessings of God. It was God getting us ready, melting us down, smelting us down, putting us in a position where all of the impurities, all the fragments would melt and come to the top. So all they had to do is be scooped off of the top so that we could be whole, we could hold, we'd be hardened into a position of molding and holding for the goodness of God. It's the end time. Does anybody believe that? There was a time when you could pretty well mark the people of God. You knew who they were. But now, we've reached a place where God is going to have to pass through His faithfuls one more time. One more great harvesting. It's not fun. It's not fashion. It's not what we want. But I believe with all of my heart, God's coming through one more time to sift His people in a way so that the world will know and so we'll know what belongs to God and what doesn't belong to God. But beloved, understand, understand, the only way you're going to be known one or the other, you're not going to be able to take a number or a name in your forehead. That screams doom if we do that. We're not a part of that 666 crowd, are we? We're missing that. We're not a part of that. Jesus himself went into the, the synagogue on the day of prayer, and he took the book out of the hands of the, of the priest, about like I took the book tonight out of the hand of Brother Sharon and said, I want to preach on Wednesday night. I want to give the devil a black eye. The, the doctors in the hospitals are not giving me a good report. The doctors in the hospitals are giving their report. But it all boils down, Pastor Sharon, to whose report are we going to believe? It all boils down, Brother Sharon, to whose report are we going to believe? And I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise Him with me again right here. Praise the Lord. Jesus came into the house of prayer, into the house of God on the day of ministry. And he asked for the book of Isaiah. Here's your homework assignment. Assignment. You can look this up. It'll be exciting if you do. But your home, homework assignment for uh, this service is look up that place where Jesus went in and kicked over the money changers' tables and threw the, uh, the uh, transfer, transfers of the uh, coin and the animals out of the house of the Lord. And he stood up and read. 
And he read, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he hath anointed me to preach good tidings to those that are of the house of God. And if you'll find that and read it, he was reading Isaiah what, Pastor? Have you got it right there where you could read it? Get it for me if you would. I want to bring to peace the hearts of anyone that might be troubled about, yes, I believe it's the end time, but where does this put us? Is Jesus going to allow us to have our babies' heads cut off? Are we going to, are we going to allow, are we going to be allowed to walk through the wine, cre- the, the wine press and be crushed like the grapes in the harvest? Or, and there's many, many, many that believe that. Many that have made careers and lots of money out of that. But I'm not against. I would be the last one in America to uh, criticize anybody for making a good living and making money. God help us, Jesus. Just a few days ago, Brother Eric come and took almost a single car garage full of uh, a product out of my house. And said, I'm going to get on the interstate on, uh, on, uh, Amazon.com and I'm going to sell this product and I'm going to try to move this. And I said, well, if you do, if you sell what's left of the good old days, we all tease each other, the ones that were in the band and the ones that were in the singers about that being the good old days. And we ought to say the good young days because Lord, 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 I drove from that. No, I didn't. My beautiful chauffeur drove from, uh, drove from the house over here to the church. And I thought I was going to have to send Brother MacMillan and Brother uh, Johnson back in to get two more to help me get out of the car and get into the, the church building. And there was nothing good about those old days. Nothing. Those were the good young days, the good new days. So I shouldn't call those the good old days either. What did it say, Brother Sharon? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for He hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. To proclaim liberty to the captives. And the opening of prisons to them that are bound. To proclaim the acceptable day of the Lord. The day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all that mourn. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. To give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise, the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees, and I'm not adding to or taking from, I'm just saying the trees of righteousness. That's what we are. Go ahead. The planting of the Lord. He... That he might be glorified. He did it. He brought it to bear. He set it in place. He has it in his hand. 
He knows who. He knows how. He knows when. He knows what. Oh, hallelujah. Someone said you're secure if you're in good hands, Brother Marty. I believe that we're in the securest place the church has ever been because we're in the hands of the Lord God Almighty. But then in the New Testament, when he went in, was that Matthew or, or, or Luke that he went in? Can you find that one for me? No, where he went into the temple and he picked up the book and read from Isaiah. Can we get what he read as well? I'm sorry. Luke, Luke chapter 4, find where he went in and, and took the book. 18, I think. See if that's where it starts. Okay, read it. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, and sight to the blind, to set at liberty those that are bruised, to preach the acceptable day of the Lord. Watch this now. Watch this real close. Read now. And he closed the book. Jesus himself closed the book and handed it back to the high priest. He didn't go into the tribulation with his church people. He didn't take his bride into a scalding and a beating and a slaughter. He got to the point where he said, this is where it happens. This is where the second coming is for my bride. And he closed the book and handed it back to the high priest. Listen, I'm going to tell you what my belief is. And you can set me straight, Brother Sharon. And I'll gladly just sit and smile and take it. But I'm convinced Jesus knew when he was coming back. He said, no man knoweth the day of his coming except the Father. It's in His hands, and it's in His time. And Jesus was in the Father, and the Father was in Jesus. The Holy Ghost shall the Father send you in my name. So there's no other name that the Holy Ghost comes in other than the name of Jesus. So Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, it's all in Him. But praise God. He set the time for His second appearing and He closed the book when He knew I'm done with that. He didn't choose you to be His bride so you'd get beaten up, scalded, your throat's cut, your baby's drug across the altars and killed. He put it in the book to the point that He wanted it and then He handed the book back to the high priest. I've always preached and always believed. I think everybody that wants to go through the great tribulation ought to get to. Everybody that desires to go through it ought to get to go through it. It's just that simple. But I'll tell you what, I'm going out with Jesus when He comes.
Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. And let me tell you this, church family. We're getting ready to go. We're closer to the coming of the Lord than we've ever seen or we've ever known. And I want to be ready. I want to be ready. Can I get a witness? Glory. I don't want to cast any shadows over this sermon at all as I rush to a closure. But I want to tell you something. The Lord's coming is so near till we don't realize how close it is. But He is beloved. He is beloved. We need to check, every one of us, our heart. I'll tell you something affliction will do. I'll tell you something that disease will do to you. I'll tell you something that sickness will bring to your very doorstep. And that is, you'll get closer to Him than you've ever been. You'll say, Lord, I don't want anything to go into my mouth or come out of my mouth. That's not like you. Spread over the last year. And I have two or three appreciations that I want to give in closing. I appreciate so much Every one of you kind, gentle men that have come out the door and met my car and helped me get in and helped me get out. And I appreciate my children that are here and how they've attended under my needs and helped me and helped Sharon get me to this point. And church body, I want to tell you, never have I met anyone with such a caring spirit and a cure good care caregiver's heart than Sharon Sue Magruder. She's been with me every step. She's taken care of me. And I thank you for how you've loved her. Would you mind standing and giving her a hand of how much you appreciate her? While Brother Sharon's coming, I want to tell you on a humorous note, I did not marry a private in the army of the Lord. I married, well, she may have been a private when I married her, but I didn't marry a private in the army. She's a general. She's got her general license, and thank you, Pastor, for helping her get through that. And if I scattered seeds everywhere... You can sweep them up, or Sister Beth can sweep them up. But by this shall all know you're my disciples, that you have love one to another. Let's keep loving and showing love one to another. God bless. I'd like for this family to come, if you would, and stand up here with Bishop. How many of you are thankful for what we've received tonight? I thank you, Lord, for what... Would you just stand and offer thanksgiving right now for what we've received? Thank you, Lord, for the voice that you spoke through tonight. God, you used our bishop to stir our hearts. God, my heart has been touched. My heart has been stirred. God, we receive the nuggets of truth that have been shared in only a way that he can. And we're grateful for that. I thank you, Father, that you've allowed us this privilege to receive 
at this time this wonderful word. My prayer is now, God, that you would allow us to recognize the necessity to respond to it and to do so in Jesus' name. I'd like to invite this congregation, if you would, to come. And in closing, what we're going to do to express our appreciation to what we've received tonight is to give back. We want to be ministered to, but then ministered through. We've been ministered to tonight. Now I'd like to ask you to come with me and let's anoint our bishop and let's minister, let's minister to him as the Holy Ghost ministers through us. For the word we have received this night, God, we give you praise. As we anoint the man of God, as we anoint our bishop tonight, God, as we anoint Sister Magruder, God, this family prays together. And now this church family, he this church family now, God, joins together in faith. And we pray that as we have been ministered to, now that we will be ministered through, and that healing would happen. We pray for help. We pray for health. We pray for healing. Let there be divine intervention as the Spirit is spoken through the vessel. I pray now, God, as we have heard, that the fire would be so hot, God, that it would make this vessel, vessel moldable and that you would mold it into that vessel that will receive the miracle now as he has been prepared. Now, let there be receptivity and we'll give you praise for it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, as we stand here, let's sing this song about the cords of love. The cords of love. God, we feel your love. We've been instructed by your word to have love. One to another. One to another. And we feel it, Father. We feel your love here tonight, God. Yes, bind us together. Sing it one with another. Bind us together, Lord. Bind us together, Lord. Come on, at this altar, declare unto the Lord your desire to be bound one to another with cords of love. Bind us together, Lord. Bind us together with cords that cannot be broke. Bind us together, Lord. Bind us together. your love Lord would you pray with me now Father we are thankful we are thankful we are thankful express an attitude of gratitude right now God our heart is filled with appreciation gratefulness unto you Lord for your voice through our bishop and 
now your touch to him through him we will see we will see the miracle that will bring the result that we belong for we praise you for it Jesus we praise you for it Jesus we praise you for it Jesus express one to another the love that we've heard instructed I receive your love tonight Lord now express it one to another in Jesus name in Jesus name